This is Healing Through Love. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Healing Through Love. My name is Olivia Luna, and I'm just a 32-year-old single woman who has never been in love before. And this podcast is my journey to find a healthy, healing, long-term monogamous relationship. Along the way, I'm going to get to talk to some of my friends and loved ones, as well as experts in the fields of dating, relationships, healing, and so much more. And today, I'm really excited because I have my first couple on the podcast. I have with me Emily Dears and Asar English. Emily is a dancer, personal trainer, and founder of Bodycraft Studios. And Asar was born and raised in Queens, New York, and enjoys meditation and fitness in his spare time. Today, they live together in Brooklyn with their assortment of houseplants. Really excited for you guys to hear my talk with Emily and Asar. Um, but as always, before we get into that, a friendly reminder, if you are loving this podcast, please consider giving a five-star rating and leave me a review. Also, share about this episode on social media by tagging us at Solidarity underscore media. And you can also head to SolidarityMediaProductions.com to keep the conversation going. If you are listening to this episode on Spotify, we have some polls and questions at the bottom of each episode that you can play along with. And as always, thank you so much for just your continued support and love of the podcast. I'm excited to just um, always sit down and share with you guys what's been going on, but to also have these conversations with my guests um, really helped me to learn so much about myself. And I, I think you guys are also very inspired by everybody I've had on so far too. So appreciate the love, appreciate the support. And with with that, let's get into today's talk. All right, everyone. So today I have the lovely Emily Dears and Asar English. How are you guys doing today? Thank you so much for joining me. So good. Awesome. Happy Friday. Yeah, yeah <laughs> let's do it. Um, so can we start by maybe just sharing a little bit about like how you both kind of grew up and specifically like how you each were taught to love? Mm-hmm. Go first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so I grew up uh, outside of Chicago and my family isn't super like emotionally uh, close. There wasn't like a whole lot of like um, vulnerability. So um, there's like joking and laughter and humor. And I feel like that's how we expressed love and um, through like more less intimate ways let's say it's interesting that's a great question i I feel like you're right our families are the kind of like the first uh you know it's kind of like the first environment where we do learn about love Mm -hmm. and i guess i never i never really thought about that you know like (laughs) but yeah i mean that's where i did kind of learn how to you know um yeah show love and receive love and um yeah, I guess my family is like a very, my family is a very, very warm, warm family, both on my dad's side and my mom's side. My, my mom comes from like a, a big family, you know, she has a, I have a lot of aunts um, and, uh, and uncles and uncles and cousins. And um, yeah, my, my family was yeah, very close and I know I'm my, on my mom's side, I'm, I'm Caribbean. So, you know, I think like, you know, Caribbeans tend to, um, you know, tend to be like very like family oriented mm-hmm. and you know yeah I, I grew up so I grew up like in a you know multi-generation um, household with like my aunt my grandmother my mom and um and, and my dad and um yeah so yeah I definitely I mean I 
you know, growing up wasn't all roses, but I definitely, you know, learned the, uh, I, I mean, we can probably, I know we probably circle with that back to this later, but I remember you telling me before, you don't, you don't mind me sharing. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, so we, you know, we talk a lot about like attachment styles and I guess my attachment style, I think it's probably like avoidant and hers is uh, anxious. anxious and yeah, yeah. So we talk, we've talked a lot about like, oh, what, like, you know, like what, like kind of like hypothesizing like well why is that and you know we kind of like mentioned maybe like the way we grew up with our families has something to do with that you know she kind of mentioned her family isn't maybe as close um but I think because my family was always so close which I loved you know and which I, I cherish um I, I think though like at times because of my attachment style like I, I tend to I tended to like feel like you know like okay smothered or like yeah, yeah even though I wasn't that that no one was like smothering me. Trust me, like I, I, I was loved. Like I, I'm so lucky. But um, but I think I react in that way by kind of feeling smothered. So I think later on in other relationships, you know, I, I kind of, you know, pushed people away or like, you know, held up like a, you know, a, a wall. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think there's also a lot to the fact that like, you know, you. It sounds like you grew up in a big family, right? There was a lot of people around, and so that energetically I feel like just trying to find like your own like story and your your own you know place in that um that could sometimes maybe lead to like having a more avoidant style um but then also like you know I think uh and you tell me Asar like culturally um maybe there's like uh, pressures or things like that to be a certain um like, ha like have a certain outcome in relationships, right? Like as a young man, um, you know, be getting married and like having kids and like continuing the, <laughs> the family name in some way, right? Um, I think like, you know, I, so I come from a very large like Latina, Latino household. And that was very um, the like the narrative that a, a lot of the men in my family experienced where they just felt like they had all of this pressure to kind of continue to you know, populate and like, um, uh, you know, be this version of a man that like, that wasn't maybe always true to who they were. And so like finding their own story, finding their own like truth and narrative um, was hard, especially when it's like, it's a big family and you're just, you know, you have all of these people around you telling you who you should be. Um, I don't know if, if that connects or anything like that. Yeah, I it's funny enough I definitely received pressure from my family but I don't think I received pressure in terms of like oh you need to like you know blah 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 get married or do this or that like you know in, in a weird sense I feel like my family's always they've kind of like been like yeah whatever like kind of like it's to the point where like they're not not that they're not interested but I mean we, 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 we we've talked about this before right like I I think you know I think you grow up like I mean, you can tell me if this relates to you but like I, I, a lot of times when I was younger you know friends of mine would have you know, partners, and they would say, "Oh, their parents are want to meet them," or like, you know, and and it's not like my parents didn't show and showed a lack of interest in like my love life, but I, I guess there wasn't like like a super engaged, like, "Oh, yeah, we want to meet this person, let's hang out," you know, like so they give you space in that area. Yeah, I guess they gave me space in that, and maybe that was due to their own, you know, their own like, you know, uh, relationship like dynamics and stuff like that. I never. I remember my grandmother would sometimes say, you know, you go get married and, um, you know, you know, start a family. And 
so they, they did mention stuff like that and they, yeah they, they, they would mention like oh you know you should do these things in, in a relationship or like i remember i was telling you like our mom always would like make me would try to make me do chores because she's like i don't want to raise like a useless son you know in a relationship. i want you to like be one of those useless men uh but um but they never were like i never and maybe just because like also like i just did whatever i wanted to do anyway like i never like felt like like oh my god like i need to like passed on the line or like, you know, just, I always just wanted to do my own thing. So sorry. I just like get word vomited. (laughs) No, no, that's no, I, I resonate with all of that. That's great. And, um, yeah. Um, Emily, I'm curious with you, where do you feel like the anxious side kind of comes from? Um, I think just like, um, inconsistency, Mm -hmm. like with receiving love or affection or attention or like, just being really seen and for who I like really was as a, as a kid. Um, and then like proceeded to, you know, always be attracting like very unavailable men, uh, which is why I had like, I, I felt such a resonance when you announced your podcast. Cause I was like, yes, like um, it was, wasn't until I like really started to like, get honest with myself and investigate my relational patterns that like things started to shift for me. And, um, yeah, I, my anxious attachment always led me to like grabbing for people that, that really couldn't be there. Yeah. I, (laughs) I know that narrative. (laughs) Um, but that's, I, I think it's so beautiful though, that like these two opposing styles, like you guys have still been able to like come together and, you know, um, I guess statistically they say like anxious and avoidant um, styles are like the hardest relationships to make last, but you can do it in ways that are like, obviously that are healthy, but mindful is the like most important thing. If you start by knowing, you know, where the, like you said, where these patterns kind of come from, um, what they mean for you and like how you want to heal and grow through it. Then, you know, if you have a partner who's also doing that same work and is also can be very understanding, then it can work out for sure. Um, I want to get into, you know, how you guys met, but before, can you talk a little bit about like, um, when you started dating, when you started like getting into, you know, relationships and stuff, like who were you in the relationships? Um, you know, a little bit more about like those patterns and everything. I was def. I definitely drank that like cool girl Kool Aid, where I was gonna have any needs, be like super chill, like never ask for anything. Um, also, like my trauma response is like a fawn response, so I'm always like, yeah, everything is fine, yeah, uh, you know. And uh, poor boundaries, like kind of let myself get taken advantage of a lot, and so was like the other woman in situations when I didn't know that that's what was happening or um, yeah just like would get entangled with men that were not looking for or wanting anything serious but like deep in my heart I did so it was just a lot of like heartbreak for me (laughs) we we know that we know that story oh yes I know that too well Um, Asar how about you I know that also. Um, <laughs> I, I know it definitely like I, I I can relate to you know maybe trying to play, I think I mean talking like talking about like heterosexual like you know relationships uh, I think you know both sides are kind of trained to kind of play it cool you know you know don't be 
like vulnerability I, I think now like vulnerability seems to like at least like culturally seem to be more valued now but I think at least I, I felt like you know when I was like really you know in the in, in the trenches of dating the trenches <laughs> like I went to war or something uh it can feel like that sometimes <laughs> uh, uh definitely like yeah I felt like you know kind of like you know playing like playing like the, with the cards most, yeah like playing games like you know kind of like you know like maybe not giving too much of myself like mm -hmm. yeah just like putting on like an act you know mm -hmm. um yeah I just felt like I was always like acting and, and I think the way that impacted my relationships was um that I I, I didn't always bring myself fully to the relationship you know and people can feel that so mm -hmm. I, I think in the relationships where I was successful were were um those relationships were where like I I, I was vulnerable you know and I actually like you know showed myself and showed like my my anxieties like my fears and um so I mean yeah I mean it was ups and downs with dating but um yeah it's definitely like a learning I definitely learned you know it's a process you know a journey yeah show your cards don't play don't play the game like let's just be honest and real and I totally agree I definitely think that authenticity in dating is on the rise right like uh, like you said, vulnerability is, is is the new sexy. It's like healthy is the new sexy. And let's embrace that. Let's like continue down that path. I feel like, yeah, the best relationships I have are the ones that I can, you know, just be myself and feel relaxed and comfortable and confident in who I am. Um, yeah. Can you guys talk a little bit about how you met and how that started? We met on Hinge. Oh, that out <laughs> later on <laughs> no we met on hinge <laughs> and we went rock climbing for our first date which was really fun yes i love a rock climbing date that's so great <laughs> great idea it was a really great first date because i saw like i mean it's rock climbing is hard and it's like you're kind of seeing this person this stranger essentially like be like really supportive mm. which you potentially not right like I don't know you would like tell me like where to grab a hold of the next like rock mm -hmm. and we like did that for a little bit and then we were like just kind of impromptu like let's like grab some food and we ended up like talking like for hours and it was like dark outside and I was like oh we like actually we like both have to go we, you know but we just like really had like a a click I also think like back to like what you were just talking about, like we both had spent a lot of time like coming out of these unhealthy dynamics and like working on ourselves and being really intentional about changing that so that when we did meet each other, like we like mutually, it felt different than it had like other other men that I like, I was like, oh, this feels different right away because I'm showing up differently. More honestly, I'm not hiding anything. I do have needs. I can say them. And he was also doing that. So I feel like we kind of established a pretty, like, authentic foundation to, from the start. Incredible. And yes, you have to do the work first. You cannot just show up and, you know there's just so many like things that can go wrong when you show up into a relationship and you're trying to learn who you are through the relationship. I mean, to an extent, like that's going to happen either way, but like 
if you can come in knowing, you know, especially the stuff that you're trying to work through, knowing what that is, like it's going to make it so much, it's just so much better. And you can really like, feel more confident in just being yourself because you've accepted who you are, right? Like you've done a little bit of that work. Um, and I love a first date where like, you're seeing somebody, like you said, a, a, sorry, in the vulnerable kind of state, right? Like rock climbing might not be everybody's thing. So this could be something where I'm watching how this person learns, how they problem solve, how they deal with maybe their nervousness, their anxiety, right? I love a first date like that. And um, I think I'm, I'm aiming to make all of my dates more uh, like in uh, uh, not informative, but just more dynamic in that way, as opposed to just like sitting and talk, like obviously sitting and talking is important, um, but just seeing them in action is like, it, it's a beautiful thing. And I'm so <laughs> amazed that you guys did that. Um, great first sight date idea. Um, how, how can we talk a little bit about like online dating? Um, y y I'm, I don't meet too many people that like have successfully, <laughs> um, you know, managed the game of, online dating how was that for you guys I I hated it I hated it and I remember like just feeling so at the end of my rope like when I like messaged him like just I just remember being like okay let me because we were we were we had been chatting I don't remember who initiated it but like I went away for like a vacation I was in Mexico for a week and I just remember landing at JFK and being like oh, here we go again. Like, let me, all right, I'm back. Let me see if he's available. Like, let's meet. Like I kind of went into it with like no expectations. Um, but that took me a long time. Like I had a lot of expectations in the beginning, like online dating was just, it was hard to not feel discouraged. It was hard to like, not get frustrated at like, maybe you feel like you have a connection, like chatting. And then you meet them in person and you're like, no, <laughs> not at all. Or like people ghosting or just also weird, like weird people. And um, yeah, so I kind of went into it being like, I, I don't really know if this will be anything. And then it, it turned out to be something. What was your experience? I mean, I think it's a great form of like technology, you know, like it's so it's just so convenient. Um, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I mean, for me, I think even though I, 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 and I'm grateful for it because, you know, because mm -hmm. we met on it um, and I've had like, you know, I've, I've like, I've, I've met like success. I have had successful relationships that started like from people with people I've met like on online dating. I, I think for, for me, at least where there's like a dark side is that um, it, it, it can become like a drug, you know, you're just like looking for validation. Mm -hmm. and, um, uh, especially someone like me who struggles with anxiety, I think I, something that I, I can be triggered by, you know, just swiping, 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 Getting just a trying to get that rush, right. just trying to get yeah. that rush. And, um, right. Yeah. And then also, I think like there's obviously like, you know, like you want to put your best foot forward, you know, present yourself. But I think like with online dating, like, and maybe it's because of my background as an actor, like, like I kind of feel like it's just act, you know what I mean? You're just like crafting a, like a, like uh it's uh, yeah i think that there's a point where it becomes like like you're not really you're just like crafting this image like you know a character, a character. Said, yeah. yeah you're just like kind of like you know like living through this these characters that you, you've kind of created um even though the technology itself is so i think it's it's like kind of it's revolutionary to be able to meet people this way right. um so yeah 
there's some positives and negatives to online to online dating. Yeah. And you made a really good point about like that addictive nature of it. You know, it's it, I mean, it's very much like social media, right? Like when we get those likes and the, the you know, the views and comments and everything, it does make us feel really good. And I realized like um, that's one of the things that was like really hindering me in online dating is that I was just kind of like swiping and swiping. And I think even statistically, this is proven like women do get, you know, more likes than men do. And so we we get, you know, kind of more options to sort of sort through. But it became it became a like, um, I don't know, at one point, it, it really did become like a game of just like, OK, how many likes can I acquire? Well, like, doesn't matter how many dates I'm going on, but just like I just want to like feel good about myself for a little bit. And that's so unhealthy <laughs> that's like just not the way to do it you can feel that though like when you're like when you get to that point in the chat and you like someone initiates the like let's get coffee or let's and then you like don't hear from them and you're like oh you were never gonna meet in person right like you yeah. you were just swiping got it okay <laughs> got it um yeah um i love though that you you guys kind of like I said, like you, you let go of the expectations, you did the work and you just kind of sort of said, okay, well, I'll give this a try. And you got to the date, which is like the biggest, um, the biggest thing that like, I really like in online dating, I really want to like stress to people, like get off the app as quickly as you can, like get into the date and like meet this person and realize, cause just like you said, Asar, like I look so great on paper. Like I can make myself sound so amazing in a text chat, but like you shared, Emily, sometimes it really, really sucks when you get to the date and somebody is not who you thought they were in the chat. Um, how, like, I'm curious, how long did you guys like kind of converse before you got to the date? Well, there was like that gap because I was gone and it was one of those things where I feel like it could have easily been a situation where you just like lose the momentum and you never like pick back up that thread. But I remember where we, we were talking about retreat or something. There was something that we were talking about meditation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We just had like actually really connected about meditation, which is like a shared interest that we had. And I felt like there was something there that felt more sincere than some of the other conversations that I was having where, you know, like, and it is hard, like it's hard when you're talking to stranger, you're like, so how was your day? Like, I don't know you yet. And we had just somehow like meditation came up and it, it just actually felt like it was something that was like very real for both of us. And then, um, but I would say that probably a couple weeks went by from like the first match to the first date after the first date though, then like the, the, um, the frequency was, was the cadence was like pretty much like weekly. And then I think by the third or fourth date, it was like, can I see you tomorrow? And I was like, oh, he like, isn't being unavailable. He like wants to see me. Oh my God. What? Like so sexy. I was like, did you just say you want to see me <laughs> tomorrow? <laughs> we love a follow up. We love consistency. And we love a slow burn too. It, it sounds like, you know, you guys really took your time. You didn't just like, you know, go all in, you know, right after the first date. Um, and there was something else that you, oh yes. And the conversation was rooted in something that was like really meaningful to you both. Um, Cause the, another thing that like trips me up with online dating is like, it can become very surface level, just chatting back and forth. How was your day? How was your weekend or whatever? And, and you're right. It's like, what are we here for? We're here to like really get to know each other. So 
let's get to that. Like we can we can do the small talk later when we've been together for ten years and it's you know it's boring. Um, I want to kind of uh, fast forward a little bit. So Emily, you own your own business, Bodycraft Studio. Had you had, did you guys have were you already like dating and meeting when you started that or like when 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 was the timeline there? It, the timeline was is actually so interesting. Like in my brain, the story of Asar and the story of Bodycraft Studio will always kind of be interwoven for me because our first date was. I think after, like just after I had seen the space for the first time. So it was like my first introduction to the space. And then we met and then things started to move ahead with the studio and things started to move ahead with our relationship. And like, it just kind of was born at the same time. And like, now that it's open, like the, what that process, like, took me through the journey that I had to go on, like uh, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Like, I don't know that I could have done that alone, like without a partner, like you were such a support to me um, and like helped me hold the vision when I would doubt, doubt things. So it felt very like divine in that way where I was like, this is, I, I, the timing of this is so meaningful to me because I got the partner at a time that like, I really I really needed to like bring something to fruition and I needed that support. I love that. I love it. <laughs> yes. And you know what it says to me? It says like, oh, I'm like trying not to tear up about this, but <laughs> because you were like, you know, you were investing in something that was really meaningful and important to you and like really was showing yourself love in a way by saying, I'm going to go for this and I'm going to like start my own, like starting your own business is a huge, you know, risk and there's a lot to it, but it's the greatest form of self-love to say, I'm, I'm, I believe in myself and I'm confident enough to like go for this. And I don't know something about that, like going down that path, if that like opened like the universe to say, okay, here's all this support. And like, here's somebody who will love you as much as you love yourself. And like all of those things, it's, it's a beautiful beautiful thing to hear. And it's something I just want to keep reinforcing on this podcast is like when you do the work to just love yourself, everything else, the relationship, the job, like all of that just like comes into place. So congratulations. Go check yeah. out Emily and Asar at Bodycraft Studio. Your workouts are incredible. Um, can you share a little bit about like maybe how like, if anything, health, fitness, wellness, how that impacts your relationships, relationship? Yeah, like I've, I've always, like I've, I, I, I think like I've always, like, 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 like Emily had said before, like you know, like meditation is something. One of the things like we connected over early on in our relationship, and like for me, like fitness is has always been like a big part of my life, but not in the same way it is for her because I guess like it's her, it's her art, livelihood, yeah. and but um, I think I've definitely just since like we've been together like just been more attuned to the nuances of my relationship with my body you know mm -hmm. just in terms of little things like oh how do I like before when I would go to the gym like I would just do whatever you know like I'm, I'm lucky I didn't get an injury you know because I, <laughs> I think a lot of people go to the gyms kind of like just yeah people they're not really they're not like mindful you know um and I think being with her is just yeah helped me just be more mindful of my body practices and working out and mm -hmm. uh yeah. And I think also just, I think it happened to coincide with me not 
I think for a long time, I just went to the gym out of kind of vanity and um, instead of like really like appreciate, really like doing it to honor like my relationship with my body. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she kind of teaches me, you know, just about how the relationship with her body is like, yeah, it's, it's really, I don't know, it's really deep and um, it's to just, to just move for like joy mm -hmm. and, and, you know, and set aside all the other you know, surface things that are, that we attach to like, you know, fitness, like in our culture. I think that's like, like learned from he comes to the studio, like, and it makes me so happy. Like when I see him there, whether he's taking my class or someone else's class, it, it just makes me really happy to, to have you there. You bring great energy. And oh, I, yeah. Sorry. Okay. We, we've like worked out together on like when we've gone on trips, I'll be like, okay, uh, okay, this is what we're gonna do, and we'll do like a little workout together. Because that was actually like one of our dates early on. Like, I gave him, yeah, yeah. I gave him a private in Central Park, and I was like, do you know what I'm about to do to you? That's <laughs> so actually another really great like date idea, like a private like workout session. Yeah, it was really fun, and I also think that like so we we work out together sometimes, but I also think it's for each of us like our kind of personal time and personal ritual where it's like time to just be with ourselves and our body and our thoughts. And then, you know, we can come back together. So we do a little bit of both, like things we do together and then things that are just personal time. Yeah. Love that. Great to have that balance. Um, and I love that, like, you know, it's, it's brought you both together in like this very like holistic kind of way, but then also, you know, you're learning things about, like you said, like how you move and how you carry certain things in your body, right? Like all of that, like that work is is within us physically. And I love that, you know, you, you've found a space and a place to work through that together. Um, it's beautiful. Um, my last question, any kind of like um, advice or insight on, you know, relationships, um, how to keep it healthy and strong? I feel like repair after conflict is so important. Um, like conflict's going to come up and being able to like communicate and stay like loving and respectful with your partner, I think makes a really big difference because then it like, you actually come back together before like the next break versus like conflicts just building on top of each other and then like resentment and like, tension building um and being able to like really communicate what's like in your head and on your heart with them even when it feels like uncomfortable what would you add to that <laughs> so. uh i mean you said it you said it so said it said it all but uh yeah uh, i guess just turning like turning turning toward each other you know mm. yeah like and uh like i i think like what tends to happen and it's happened you know, i think it happens to a lot of people but you know like in the beginning stage of the relationship like things are heightened mm. you know mm -hmm. i think as, as time goes on like maybe those those feelings those heightened feelings aren't like necessarily like because it's like your hormones and like you know like you know and the emotions are kind of I know you mentioned this before you mentioned how kind of because we're still learning about each other 
I mean, we're still always going to have to, yeah. we're still always going to be learning about each other. But I think in the beginning, you're just so, there's so many unknowns, there's a chargedness, you know, yeah. and I think so, like, you know, after that period, you know, uh, in a relationship, it, you know, people can, when they don't have that feeling anymore, they can kind of become complacent, you mm. know, and I think, you know, yeah, you, you're never maybe going to get the same butterflies you had in like, you know, the first few weeks or the first year that you started dating. But I think, you know, you can always try to, like there's a reason why you connected to this person, you know, mm-hmm. um, and uh, always try to like, yeah, always just try to stay engaged and not not take them for granted. And they keep getting to know. They keep getting to know them, you know, mm-hmm. like, and uh, I think also our chat. So we do something where we check in, you know. With I was just other. gonna yeah. say that, yeah. No, you can do. It. You can tell. So we'll just like check in every week, you know, and see how we are, and you know, just what's on our mind and what's on our heart, and and usually, you know, like something positive, but also then you know talk maybe mention something that maybe was bothering us or maybe I said something that hurt her feelings or she said something that hurt my feelings and we'll always and it's quick you know it's probably like maybe 20 20 30 minutes like it's kind of like our we usually do it on Sundays and it's like our time to like bring something to the table if it's like you know I didn't have the time or the space or like I wasn't able to process this when it happened but like I want to return to it and like I think we both enter that those check-ins like really like regulated and respectfully so like they're always they always feel like conversations and not like arguments Um, and like that's a weekly thing but I feel like you you always do a really good job of like he'll always like ask me like questions that I feel like to like get inside my head like you'll always be like what was your favorite part about today or like what did you know like you'll ask me like it's like a trivia or something you do like you do that a lot and it like opens up a conversation and we also use those cards you know there's like cards that ask like kind of like intimate questions sometimes and like we'll be like should we play a card tonight yeah. and we'll ask each other like <laughs> we'll pull a few cards and like they it always brings us closer together I love that I, I, and that's, I mean, to sum it all up, right? Like communication, everybody, you got to keep communicating when things are tough, when things are difficult, turn to each other, right? Bring it up immediately. Having those check-ins, that Sunday sit down. I love that. Um, and always just asking, asking questions. I feel like just doing that on this podcast, it sounds like you guys need a podcast is what that, I'm hearing. Um, but just doing this on this podcast for myself has really brought me closer to who I am and like understanding me. And so I, I guess I, I want to like carry that into my relationships too. Like not in like an interview or like accusatory way, but just really wanting to understand and, you know, see and learn about who this person is from week to week because people change and things come up and feelings evolve and everything. So I, I like that, like, like you said, sorry, like that point of um, continuing to getting to know the person that you're with, no matter how long, you know, you've kind of been together. So amazing, wonderful insight and advice. Um, I really want to like so many other questions, but I'm kind of running out of time. Would love to have you guys back on um, a little bit further down just to check in another, maybe, maybe a Sunday check-in. Um <laughs> Can you let us know where people can find you and how we can um, keep up with your journey? Um, on Instagram, I'm at mdears. And you can also check out my studio at letsbodycraft.com. And I'm at uh, Instagram, uh, Asar English, A-U-S-A-R-E-N-G-L-S-H. 
Why did I spell it out? Yeah, but uh, sorry, English. That, 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 yeah, that's my idea. Yeah. Love it. Well, please, yes, go follow both Emily and Asar and uh, check out Bodycraft Studio. They're amazing. Um, and thank you both for, yeah, spending some time with me today and talking. I really appreciate it. Thank you thank for you. having yeah. us. Good to meet you. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Healing Through Love. If you have any comments or questions about today's episode, feel free to reach out on social media at solidarity underscore media. Also, you can head to the show notes of this episode to find links and ways to get connected with today's guest. Thank you so much for listening. I look forward to talking with you guys in the next episode. Bye.